Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Show Up with Cameron Gran. I'm Cameron Gran, and as I say every week, I am not a therapist. I'm just somebody going along his own mental health journey, trying to share the tips and tools that have helped me along my journey. You can take them, you can leave them, they are stuff you can try, but only you know what works for you. I'm just trying to make sure that the knowledge is out there for you guys to pick up and use as you please. Last week, I said that I was moving on from mindfulness, and then I found more mindfulness sheets that I had missed, so we are not moving on. We are going to stay on that because I want to make sure I cover every single thing that I can because I think it's important and because we're celebrating Pride Month this month I thought I would stick with Pride and we, we'll watch two episodes of Modern Family the first being the pilot obviously and then the second being the bicycle thief I haven't decided wh whether or not I want to go with Will and Grace or with Modern Family because I think I'm gonna have one episode a month of a tv show one episode a month of a movie one episode of a month about music and then another one that I do like reactions to things I, I find online We'll start that next month. First, I wanted to describe what we're going over. Today we'll be going over the what skills, what you're observing, and of those things that you're observing, describe them, and then you want to make sure that you're participating in them, but in order to participate, you have to know what it is. And these are all ways to help ground yourself so you can find your way back to center so you can hopefully change where you are. And obviously, this is easier done in person, but uh, you know, just listen along, breathe, don't close your eyes because you guys might be listening to this while you're driving and that would be dangerous. Just, you know, observe what's going on around you. Observe traffic, observe like trees going by, observe the road, like just take a moment, breathe, Breathe in, observe it. What is it? Describe it for yourself. Because sometimes we just let things go in and out of our lives without really seeing them. And for the what skill, because next week I'll go over the how um, you, you use those skills. But for the what, it's more about finding out what something is and then diving deep into that. Because a lot of times we get into autopilot and we're in the autopilot, it's harder for us to allow happiness to happen because we're not allowing every moment to matter as much as every moment should. A brief synopsis of the pilot is Jay must adapt to his young new wife, Gloria, and her son. Meanwhile, Claire deals with her own family. Mitchell and Cam decide to adopt a baby. No, I did not choose the show because my name is Cameron. Just a pure coincidence, no relation. And then for the second episode, we will be watching The Bicycle Thief. After buying a new bike for his son, Phil ends up lying when it gets stolen. Jay tries bonding with Manny. Cam and Mitchell begin daycare classes for Lily. The one thing I'll say about the show that I love is it's a show that you don't have to watch every episode to know what's going on. And it's also a show where like the setup for the joke is so smart. I don't like when people overlook comedians because it takes a lot of smarts to set up a joke correctly where everybody laughs. First, we're gonna go over observing. Uh, so I'll be stopping it whenever uh, I'm like, oh, we should notice our, our way our body is, uh, is acting. We're paying attention on purpose and being in the present. We're controlling our intention, so we're not allowing it to drift away. If it does drift away, we find a way to come back to center. We're also practicing wordless watching, which means that if a thought comes into our mind, we allow it to have its moment and then we let it go, but we don't need a constant narration in every moment. We just allow whatever thoughts to come into our mind and then we let them go. It's like we don't need to cling to anything and you want to make sure that you're observing both inside and outside yourself like what does the wind feel like against your skin what is like the wind moving in your car's uh, sound like or if your window's open how, what does it feel like uh, does it annoy you like what are those things like like how is that experience for you because I guess you've probably ridden in a car a thousand times before but a lot of times we take things for granted so we miss the opportunity to check in on ourselves and what we're feeling in any given moment it's 112 and I stopped it because it's a funny joke 
where uh, Claire is talking about how she basically is just trying to make sure that her, her kids go out into the world and they're safe and they are, you know, well maintained. And she's like, and if they do that, then I've done my job. And then Phil goes, our job. Yes, I've done our job because she's doing everything. And the reason why I stopped it was because that is an example of not being in the moment. Because really, if you listen hard enough, you'll start noticing when people aren't really in the moment with you, they're thinking about what they want to say before you even finish talking. And what's funny is when you've started to notice this, you actually will probably stop doing that. Then you'll notice that your friends think you're not you're not listening to them because you're finishing and wanting to move on from a, a topic of conversation before they're ready to because they're so used to having to over explain something because they don't wait for you to finish what you're saying to actually listen to hear whether or not you actually heard what they're saying because they just want to say what they want to say next. Basically, when you bring yourself into the moment, you'll allow yourself to listen and take in everybody around you. And it's funny that Clara says, yes, right, I've done our job. It's a funny th line, but it's just like an example of already having an opinion and not really listening to people around you. Minute 55, it's Manny. He's in the middle of a soccer game. Gloria is losing her mind because she's just like a passionate parent who wants to encourage her child to get into the game and get down into like the sport of it. And Manny is kind of more of a observer. Lady man. He literally in the middle of a game stops and just watches the girl bike off in the distance. That's kind of an example of control your attention. It's kind of like uh, for control your attention, you don't want to cling to anything and you don't want to push anything away. So basically in this moment is it's an extreme example of pushing away what's happening in the present, which is playing a soccer game and focusing completely on a girl because you're, you know, girl crazy. Some guys are, which isn't bad. It's just bad if you're in, on a team and they're counting on you to play a game. If your focus is easily distracted, you want to make sure that you can stay in the present moment until the game's over. That's an extreme example of controlling your attention because you don't want to cling to anything and you don't want to miss anything. And by clinging to the world of biking off in the distance, you are missing the game. And so literally as this is happening, you're hearing all his teammates complain because he's no longer helping them. He's kind of like, now he's become a door in the middle of a soccer field because he's kind of useless because he's not even participating. So it's kind of like that kind of thing. You like, when you're not in the present and you do this kind of things, you're making yourself not actually accessible to the people around you. And sometimes if you're, especially if you're trying to be there for somebody else, you need to be accessible. So that way, if they need something or you need something, the line of communication and understanding is easier to get across. We are at 403. The tile sequence has just started. And I stopped it because in the last scene, it starts off with a Mitchell and he's having an interaction with this old man and this old lady. And then uh, like the old man just assumes because he's holding Lily that uh, he has a wife and then Cam comes on. And then Mitchell automatically assumes that they're being bigoted because they're gay. And so this leads into the setup for the joke at the end, which is as Cam sits down, he gets Lily. And then a lady coming on the plane after them says, look at that baby with those cream puff. And then uh, Mitchell already having an in his mind that people are, you know, against him, gets up and starts making a speech about being gay. And then Cam just says, no, no, Mitchell. She literally has cream puffs. This is an example of gluing your interpretations and opinion, because a lot of times we take what we think as fact when our thoughts are just things that happen. After you've had a thought, you should question it. Why am I having this thought? Who is this thought about? What should, what can I do about this thought? Where does this thought lead? When should I do something? A lot of times we think that because we think it, it's a reality when it's not. Our actions are what makes us who we are are, not what we think. And so for this, 
because Mitchell felt like he had already been set up to have like a bad experience with all the people, he automatically assumed that this woman had something against him. And really she was just laying out the reality of the fact, which was that Lily actually did have cream puffs, but because Mitchell was in a state of mind where he was assuming people were against him, he started going off on his speech very passionately. And it's kind of like a, something that you have to catch sometimes is there's a, a term in um, DBT called uh, checking the facts. We, as we grow up in our, in our lives, have our own experiences. So we sometimes have our own biases when it comes to situations. And that's why you have to check with other people if what you're hearing and what you're feeling is actually what's happening happening or if it's just something that your brain is setting up because it has all that trauma that makes your, you want to go to that dark place if something similar to that trauma happens. And so that's something that I feel like is important, but in order to avoid those traumas or to make those traumas occur less often, you just have to check in and ask, why am I feeling this way? Is this reality or am I overreacting? You know, you just have to check in with yourself and not judge yourself because you're going to think things that you don't actually believe in because we're human and we just have thoughts. It's what we choose to do with those thoughts that matter. Again, mind reading is a dangerous thing with all of DBT. And we're in the scene with uh, Claire, Phil, and their children, the Dumfies. And the reason why I stopped it is because we obviously have uh, their daughter who wants to bring over their, her boyfriend Dylan uh, but uh, she doesn't want to do that because she's like you're gonna be uncool because you're uncool because your parents obviously you're dealing with teenage angst the problem with teenage angst is we just assume our parents are out to get us and so a lot of times we just automatically have an attitude when we don't really know what our parents are thinking when they say things and so that's kind of when you have to remind yourself oh maybe I don't know how they're going to react even if they've reacted a certain way before maybe that was based on things happening in that in that moment but every moment is different because every present moment has a certain amount of uh, things around it. So you, sh you shouldn't assume just because somebody reacted away before that they're going to react the same way a second time. 6.15, this is the scene where Alex comes in because her brother shot her with a BB gun. And then Claire uh, says, I told, the told you this is going to happen if you bought him a gun. And then Phyllis says, what do you want me to do about it? Well, we promised that if he shot somebody with a BB gun that we would shoot him. Uh, and the reason why I find this funny is because setting up a boundary is important to follow through on, but there are moments in life where you should question whether or not to actually do something, which might be shooting your kid with a BB gun. But it is important if you set a, set a boundary that you follow through because as time will dictate for you, if people know that you're not going to follow through on a boundary, they're going to feel like they can get away with stuff. Uh, and which is why when Claire says to her son, because he starts crying and she's like, you're not even sorry. Stop, stop lying. And his face will immediately drop. It's because he's trying to get out of the boundary that was set. He's not actually sorry for shooting his sister. A sibling rivalry, uh, you'd think would not extend to actual harm, but you know, family. Okay, we are 1017. Mitchell and Cam have just come home with Lily. And this is the point where Cam says, uh, I don't care, we're telling your family because you you're avoiding it. And I knew you'd avoid it, which is why I told them to come over. I think he said at 715, I don't remember. I know 415 is when Luke gets shot with a BB gun because they put it on the calendar. Participating in every moment is important. And you can't really participate in the fact that you just got a new baby if you're trying to avoid telling your family because you're worried about them being judged mental. Again, your family are go is going to have the reaction that they're going to have. It's not on you to decide what the reaction is. And when you feel like it is, and that's when anticipation anxiety gets worse because you're like, I know what they're going to think. I'm going to feel terrible. And that's the only outcome that's going to happen. So I don't want to do it. Don't assume you know 
things. It's okay. If it's going to end up bad, just let it be bad, you know? Don't make things up in your head, which is why I like the fact that Cam just lays down the law. He's like, I know that you were going to avoid this. I don't want to continue this happening because having a baby should be a happy thing. So I'm having them come over so we don't have to hide the fact that we now have a child, which I think is a good boundary to set with your loved one. I mean, if you can agree to have a baby, you should be able to tell your family that you have a baby. It's 12 minutes. One of the key factors of noticing like the what of mindfulness is observing. And so it's funny to me that one, Phil still hasn't like, you know, fixed the broken step that has caused him problems over the years. But his solution was baby oil on Louis to get his head out of the banister. And because of that, he tripped and fell and pulled out his back. And so one of the key points of, of the observe skill is observing what you're going through um, and allowing that to happen. What I love about this is he's observing, he's paying attention, he's controlling his attention, he's not allowing his thoughts to dwell on anything. Because I, I feel like if you didn't want to be embarrassed about having, you know, tripped and fell in front of your daughter's boyfriend, you probably wouldn't have asked him to carry you to the couch. I think that's a funny dynamic that Phil was so willing to just jump into Dylan's arms. I think that's hilarious. Okay, it's 1428 and we're just past the scene where Manny went and asked a 16 year old girl because he's 11, I found out, not eight. He was rejected. Um, she said she had a boyfriend, which is fine. But the reason why I stopped it was because now what's happening is Jay is allowing this guy to get into his head and make him feel like being older is a bad thing. When really all you have to do is just be present in the moment, participate in it. Like you can navigate through life. You can ha have happiness. You can be with Gloria. She already loves you. You don't need to live up to somebody else's standards and, and their thoughts of you. Here's the, the truth. Reputation is what other people think of you, but character is the reality and of who you are. So if you have good character, no matter what other people say about you, you are a good person if you have a good character. And in order to have that strong foundation, you can't allow other people's opinions, thoughts, them being a jerk to alter you in any way because only you know who you are, only you know what your core values are. And if that's against other people's like beliefs, that's on them, not on you. Because you are exactly who you're meant to be. And if you do think you need to work on some things, try working on them. But don't forget to live every moment to the fullest because tomorrow is not guaranteed this moment is. So make sure you enjoy it as it's happening. Okay, we are at 1547 and we're on the describe skill. And one of it is put words on the experience. And so Alex notices that her older sister is up in her room with a boy. And so she's asking her mother about what she would do if her older sister got pregnant. And then she just goes into the story about how this other senior um, she knows disappeared for four months, said she had mono and then had a child. So she's asking her mother what she would do if, the, if Haley got pregnant. Would she pretend that it's her and say that that's her brother, what would she do? And the reason why I'm I'm pointing this out is because basically what she's doing is put words on the experience. She's allowing herself to feel all these emotions about like, oh, how much trouble Haley would get if she did get pregnant. And then she's like, oh, I just, how, to see her fat would be just be amazing. And the reason why I pointed that out is because you can think about the future. It's okay to do that as long as it's like a present thought about the future. It's not you obsessing over the future. Like, because sometimes we think about the future and we're like, I really want to go on this trip and I can do these things to get on that trip. But I, in order to do that, you have to think about the future. But like, that's kind of the difference is if you're going to go on a trip, you don't want to obsess about it, especially if it's not a concrete um future th plan, which sometimes is hard to distinguish, but it's okay if you just take a moment and do acknowledge it and then be like, oh, this is going to be so fun. We're going to go to New York City, for instance, as an example, we'll go see the Statue of Liberty. We'll go to the Empire State Building. We'll go to Times Square. I would advise you to not go to 
Times Square if you are planning to do anything because tons of people equals uh, not a lot of walking room, uh, which is why I feel like walking should be like driving in New York City, but you have to follow the rules. Otherwise, you gotta get off the road. And that's me saying that as a former New Yorker. 1907, uh, the line is, oh, don't worry about her. Uh, she's upset because uh, Haley had to first boy over uh, but Phil shot him. And then Mitchell just gives Claire a look that's like, what? And then it goes, anyways, moving on. That's an example of a thought popping into your head and then just releasing it immediately because you're just like, I don't even have the time to deal with it. I do like, because part of what you're looking for when you participate in the moment is you want to allow yourself to go with the flow. You want there to be spontaneity. You want to be able to release things, especially if they're things that don't bring you joy. Just let them go. You don't need to dwell on things or be overly controlling because you only can control so many things in your life. So allowing those things that you can't control to matter less to you will make your life so much easier. Okay, we're at the end of the episode. And the reason why I stopped it is because it ends with Jay. He's coming to terms with this thing that's thrust upon him, which is the fact that Mitchell and Cam now have this daughter, Lily. And he's like an old guy who had like a different way of viewing the world. And so you're seeing him process everything and this new thing that's now in his life. And the reason why I love this is Jay has a lot of things because he's like the older generation, but he never turns away from his family. And so the, what I've been pointing out, go with the flow. And I feel like Jay Jay is the character that does this the most because he'll have the problem with stuff, but then eventually he'll just be like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what anybody member of his family is going through. If he messes up, he's like, oh, okay, that was wrong. How can I adjust from this? But I don't know. He's very much somebody who takes in the moment and then pivots by listening to people after he hasn't listened to them first, but you know, it, older generation. He's not afraid to change, which I feel like a lot of people are. And a lot of people in the younger generation assume if you're older that you you're afraid to change. And I don't feel like that's true. You just have to give people the opportunity to surprise you. Don't just assume you know what people think because you don't. What you are listening to when you say that is your past experiences with other people. You don't know what people you've never met are going to do unless you give them the opportunity to do it, if that makes sense. Like, you're not a mind reader. You don't, There's nothing you think is actually factual. You just have to take in your surroundings and then move with it. If they are somebody that you're, isn't good for you, you'll pivot away from them. Or if there's somebody that's good for you, if you were to not open yourself up to them, you would have missed that. So you kind of have to like, work your way through it. Okay, we are now on episode two. Two minutes and 49 seconds. Basically, this is the scene where Phil establishes that uh, his son is riding a girly bike. Um, and he has an issue with that because he's worried about ridicule. And then we find out that the ridicule is coming from Jay, which is by itself just a funny setup for a joke. But it's amazing to me that uh, Phil wants to give him his son a new bike, but he's worried about uh, Claire because Claire is like, oh, we'll just cover it up with duct tape. It's a perfectly working bike. I don't want him to buy him a new bike if he's going to destroy it, which is, you know, a fair thing to say. I will say that one of the things in describes and glue your interpretations and opinions from the fact. I don't feel like, uh, even though this wasn't made that long ago, I don't feel like having a white and pink bike necessarily is girly. It didn't really seem that feminine just because it has flowers. Like those are assumed gender roles and I don't feel like society is like as strict on that now. Cause I like, I've ridden like a girl's bike before cause I also have sisters. And sometimes you ride them because it's all that's available. And uh, Claire doesn't want to buy Luke a new bike because he damages all their new things. So it makes sense. I just find it sad when people in general feel like they have to cover up something because they're worried about being bullied by other people because 
as somebody who's faced years and years and years of bullying, trying to do things to make other people's life easier usually just means you're making your own life work. And so I feel like instead of buying a new bike, spray paint is really cheap. You could literally just go and get spray paint and just paint the bike blue or like let, let Luke find the color that he wants. But it is interesting to say the least. My point there was just like unglue your opinions from what's the reality. Does the bike work? Does it need replaced? No, because it can still run. It's not, it's on a training wheel bike. Your son can ride it. Um, he rides his bike better than you can ride yours. So what's the big deal of letting him keep it? Except at your own worry about Jay making fun of him. We're at 536 and we have just found out that Gloria's plan to make Manny and Jay get along is to force them to build a fan for his room. Um, manipulation, you know, very much so, but it is funny how hard they are trying not to actually be present with each other. Manny's thinking about his dad coming to pick him up and Jay's thinking about obviously just putting the fan together, not actually showing Manny at least when I paused any of the things because Gloria's plan was to have them bond over it and like learn from each other. I don't know if that's working out so well. 718, uh, because I know the setup of this episode, Phil comes across a bike and it looks exactly like the bike that he just bought his son. The joke of the episode is Phil steals it to prove a point to Luke about being irresponsible with his bike because he didn't lock it up when he left it somewhere. The joke is the bike actually belongs to a different kid, uh, but because Phil assumed the worst in his child instead of not allowing himself just to believe something because something happens to look the same as the bike you bought your child. One of those iffy things about parenting when you're trying to prove points because you don't actually know what's going on in your kid's head. And sure, kids sometimes will say whatever they want to try to get out of getting trouble or like lessen what trouble they're getting into, but like labeling what you observe of like, okay, you see a bike, it's there. Uh, what is it, the characteristics? Is there anything about that bike that might make it somebody else's bike? Um, obviously, if they're both brand new bikes, they're gonna look exactly the same, so you're not gonna know any of the, those differences. But it's kind of like, why not go find your son and ask him about the bike? Instead of just assuming that your son didn't actually do what he was supposed to do. We are not 927, this is the scene where Mitch and Cam are at, I believe, a daycare with Lily, and then they find out that most kids by eight months are grabbing and scooting, and so Mitch all of a sudden goes into a panic because he's like, Cam, Lily's not grabbing or squeezing. Something must be wrong. Again, just because it's what most people are doing at that time that look, kids are doesn't mean that that's what your kid is going to do because, again, everybody's like unique. We all started life at different times, and it's okay. We all do things in our own time. We don't need to rush it. We just need to feel it and let it happen as it comes. And then that scene in general is just an example of not becoming one with whatever you are doing. Both Mitch and Cam are going to this daycare to actually be with their daughter and trying to help her learn about being there and like be around other children. But one, you have Mitch who's stressing about Lily not being where she needs to be. And then two, because Mitchell worries about other people being uncomfortable with Cam when he's being himself completely, is trying to have Cam tone himself down. And so Cam isn't even focused but with about being there with Lily. He's just feeling bad and like, and well, he even says, I feel dirty because he's not actually being himself with these other parents who they're supposed to try to befriend to hopefully get Lily friends in the future. They're not being there in the moment, which is one of the key points of mindfulness is you need to be there in the moment so you can allow opportunities to reveal themselves to you. So you meet a friend for your child that might become a long-term friend because you now are in each other's lives and your children enjoy each other's company and then they could grow up with each other because they're both eight months 
old, who knows? They could like go all the way through high school together if you're given the opportunity, but because they're not in the moment and they're stressing about their own things, both in the future and in the past, they're not really allowing the present to give them the opportunities that they might otherwise have held in front of them. We're at 1433 and we just got to the part where Manny and Jay kind of blew up at each other because, well, one, Jay wasn't being saved, so part of the fan that they're putting together dropped off and hit Manny on the arm. And then Manny was just like, well, you're not really listening to anything I've been saying, so clearly you don't actually want me to be here. And then he starts talking about his dad and how his dad could do all these things really easily and Jay's struggling with all of it. You know, understandably, then uh, they get into an argument and then, you know, Manny just says, you don't even want me here. And then it kind of storms off. And I feel like sometimes adults don't realize that the words they say mean more to a child than they think. Because uh, Jay says some things that, I mean, obviously I've seen the show, so I know that it doesn't affect Manny in the long term. There were things that I was told by my father that I feel like really affected me growing up. And I wish that somebody had kind of guided me and made me feel better than I do. My dad never took them back and he never really showed me they were wrong and I kind of obsessed over them for a very long time and like I feel like if you just give somebody the opportunity to be heard in this circumstance Jay is so sure that he is correct about how to put a fan together he's not bothering to listen to the direction and then Manny's just like well you've been shocked three times if I was shocked once I'm gonna turn to the direction especially because Jay didn't even plug in the lamp until this scene just happened which is towards the end of it being built before it wasn't even in the wall socket so how are you getting shocked by a lamp that's not connected to electricity that should tell you how bad you're doing but that entire scene in general is just an example of again not participating neither of them are operating in wise mind because they're both either assuming they know it's everything correct and don't need to listen to a child or two thinking about his dad and how his dad does all this better not actually being in the present and allowing this person in front of you to share this experience with you because you're both obsessing about other things in your mind and not seeing each other and being there in this activity which is kind of what Gloria's plan was which is just to get them together so they can experience life together because they're in a new like Gloria and Jay are in a new marriage and she just wants uh Jay and Manny to get along because as was said later in the show Gloria doesn't look at Manny as as not Jay's kid like she doesn't believe in the word step his step is like a, a replacement for the word not so not family and I like that mentality like if somebody's in your life and you're and you're saying that you're family it's all encompassing it's not just family when it's convenient for you so 1557 when Claire and Phil are in the driveway and Phil has finally told Claire about what he did trying to teach Luke a lesson and then he's trying to make it out like the bike that was stolen was at the gas station and then lo and behold the woman who he climbed into her bedroom window to help her get into her, into her house is coming down the driveway with the bike that was stolen. He didn't want to tell Claire that. Lying? Bad idea. But also you don't know Claire's opinion. You just don't want to get caught because Claire has a problem with this lady because there's a rumor going around town that she just sleeps with like the other kids' dad. If you don't want your spouse to think anything's happening, you tell them that you went and helped somebody get into their house. You don't avoid telling them because when they find out eventually, they're going to think, well, well you, the only reason you wouldn't tell me is if something happened. So it's kind of like a bad situation to get into. Obviously, Phil did not cheat on Claire, but it's kind of like you don't know somebody else's thought. So when you're uh, so when you're thinking of them, you should include your interpretations and opinions. Who, what, when, where, why? Like, like all those questions to go through your head before you say, I'm not going to tell somebody or I'm going to try to not tell them so I can avoid an awkward situation. Because usually you're 
you're avoiding it's more awkward than the situation that would have happened naturally Alrighty, everyone that was the end of the bicycle thief what i loved about that episode is it wrapped up with just putting yourself aside to be in the moment with somebody else because at the end of the day even though manny and jay had a fight when his father did not show up because he'd rather be gambling at a craft table i think that's what that meant not really a gambler because he well, I heard crap. He could have just been crafting, but I know the dads, so gambling seems more realistic than I can't come over because I'm doing my craft. Because crafts are usually something you can do with your child. An example of throw yourself completely into activities of the current moment, because Manny was upset that his dad didn't show up, Jay originally had plans with Gloria, but he put his plans aside so that he could distract Manny by taking him to Disneyland, which I feel like is a good thing because if you throw yourself into that kind of big activity, you, you don't have time to really dwell on the things didn't uh come to fruition if you're always working or you work and like you're doing those steps to get to you where you want to go you won't have time to dwell on the small things that are lacking because you're everything at the fullest that you can and the same thing with phil because phil eventually realized what he did was wrong he stole a kid's bike because he thought it was owned as a kid so he returned it and it ends with literally the kid chasing after him for stealing his bicycle he said that he was he said i was giving it back but what i love about that is he didn't allow his own guilt to shame him to not bring the bike back he actually went to the same corner and put the bike back where he found it instead of you know because sometimes when we're ashamed we don't want to actually be seen by the people now obviously phil had to run away to not get beat up by the kid for stealing his bikes so that would have been interesting to watch but just because it's a comedy it probably would have been funny like that's kind of putting yourself aside take care of the situation at hand and i think that's important and like really that episode is just about fatherhood and like putting aside your own feelings just to be there with your kid which is why even with cam and mitchell at the daycare center when they're leaving cam sees that there are other fathers there who are similar to cam and mitch and he's like see you told me not to be myself and i could have just been myself with these people and i would have and i would have killed at this party but you told me not to be myself so then i felt self-conscious and i felt really bad uh and i understand that that sensation because i also don't like lying to people so being able to be my authentic self with people means like, it's easier for me to know who my friends are because if you can be yourself and, and that person stays you know that they're true friends which is why i like the fact that he was like before i wanted to do this dance party with your, my with my kid but you told me to not like be not myself so i pretended i was bad at dancing and then he just jumps into that dance party and, and and lives his full authentic life which i think is important for you and everybody out there and that's where i'm going to end the um it today next week we'll be going over the how gill which they are very similar um how and what but like what is more about observing what's going on in your life the sensations you're feeling like what what is, what is happening how is how can you change what's happening without judgment as always i want you guys to remember that you're important and i can't wait to talk to you guys next week uh next week i will do music uh because i just would like to listen to some music for you know a change and i'll see you guys then bye